it's recording now. <laughs> what will we call the Chip Lunch? Like, welcome to the Chip Lunch podcast. Wouldn't we want to want to like a tagline after that? <laughs> <laughs> the podcast where we eat chips. We don't eat chips. <laughs> we may or may not eat chips. I'll say that. Ready to go? Yeah. See you. Hello. <laughs> is this on? This is perfect. Is Let's this go. Thing on? Hello, guys, and welcome to the Chip Lunch podcast, where we may or may not eat chips. <laughs> it's great to have you. It's great to have you along. Um, I am joined. Well, sorry, I should say first of all, my name is Joel. I'm the digital pastor here at Soul Revival Church, and I'm joined by Braden. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are Student you? Student pastor at Soul Revival Church. That is me. And Ethan Crawshaw. Hey, I'm the youth pastor at Soul Revival Church. Hey, we're all pastors, guys. <laughs> oh, so you must, fancy. Yeah, we we're very, very holy as well. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, student pastor, Brayden. Can you yeah. uh, expand Ooh. on that a little bit more? What does that mean? Um, so I'm currently studying at Moore College. I've just finished my first semester, actually. So I'm on holidays. I'm on break. I'm Congrats. very excited about that. Very nice. Yeah, it's good. Good to chill out, have some time to hang out, hang out with my wife, hang out with my dog. It's been really, really fun so far. That's good. Um, what's the name of your dog? Ivy. The Cavoodle. Ivy Jota, the Cavoodle. Jota. Yeah. I, I, Ivy's my best friend. Is it? She's best. She's my best friend. Yeah. Right. She and also I'm, has her own Instagram. Is that does. why you're friends with her? You want to be an influencer? <laughs> I would like it stated that I did not run the Instagram. Why? <laughs> <laughs> she, well, she's got her own staff already. Yeah, yeah. As an influencer. Yeah, obviously. obviously. <laughs> um, I thought it'd be cool to start this podcast by maybe just chatting about how we became Christians. Mm. Um, Ace, do you want to go first on that one and let us know uh, how you became a Christian? Sure. I just found out that I have been a Christian longer than Joel has been a Christian. Yeah, and is I'm that, old. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, you're super old. No, um, uh, I, I am a little bit younger than Joel, but I have been a Christian since I was real young. Uh, I probably became a Christian. I, the story goes yep. that I became a Christian in the back of a Volkswagen Beetle, uh, a 1960s one. So this that's so on brand for a Crawshaw. Oh yeah, that's it. Oh, well, the best bit about it was so. So my dad is Stu Crawshaw. You may have heard of him. Senior um, pastor, sort of senior Church. pastor, sort of Church, uh, host of one of the hosts of the Shock Absorber podcast. Check oh, that as out. am I. Yes, I am also the co-host. <laughs> always plug that. Always yeah. plug. Yep. So I was on. I was sitting in the back seat. I was probably like I was under five. I had. A, I was in my booster seat um, and dad was giving a he was practicing a youth talk that he was going to give to a bunch of youth at a skate park uh, so he's practicing it to mum, and they're sitting in the front and he gets to the end of to the end of his big talk and he goes would anybody want to become a christian and i from the back of the back of the car goes oh i do <laughs> <laughs> me 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 please and so and so they pulled over the side of the road and they prayed with me and i became a christian then and uh that was that's a really cool thing to have as a story uh, because like I don't remember that time but it's a really cool example of me wanting to be a Christian since I was really young yeah um, I grew up one of the reasons I am the youth pastor now is not because my dad is the pastor but because I have been I grew up in Soul Revival as a youth group and I'm really passionate about youth ministry as a result I uh, another story goes that um, some of my first words were given to me by youth leaders and youth kids at at youth nights and camps and things. And um, I was going on schoolies. Like, I think I was reflecting the other day that I realized my earliest memory ever is from a schoolies that church was running. 
like early 2000s, they went to Tasmania and someone dressed up as Tigger. Because the, the concept of the camp was was chasing and finding the Tasmanian tiger. And we were chasing Tigger. And I have this weird memory of like point of view from Pram seeing this dude run past as Tigger and just being really excited about that. Well, we- so like this is, it's just a really weird little snippet, but that just kind of captures how, how in I was. And as I grew up in that, it was really beautiful uh, to be loved by that community. And I wanted to be a part of that since I was really young. Mm. And once I got into youth group, I was really excited to bring as many people to know Jesus as I can through that, as, as God can through that. Um, and I think it is a really, really beautiful ministry uh, and a really incredible, important ministry. Uh, and so I'm really excited to, I, I'm pretty new to the job, at the moment, yeah. so uh, there's not heaps I've been able to, uh, like I'm, I'm running uh, a Christian lunchtime group at Kiriwi High, I'm doing um, scripture and I'm helping with the youth group and stuff on a Friday night and doing some other stuff on, uh, here on a, at Solis. But yeah, I, I think growing up as a Christian in a youth group has been really important for me. Uh, and a lot of my formative Christian years were year nine, uh, yeah that kind of stuff, like really growing as a Christian through that. I could be more specific, but was, I'll, I'll well, pass on. Let's be specific on one thing. Is okay. it, Was there like, people like to talk about when they become Christians, that they might've become a Christian, but then there was a real turning point in their life. Yeah. Oh, I've got that for myself, but was there one of those for you? I don't know if it was a turning point, but it was a really formative moment. There was a point in year nine where I was walking home with a non-Christian mate of mine uh, who, and we were just chatting about the idea of nature nurture which I had never kind of figured out before. And he was like, Ethan, are you a Christian because your parents are a Christian? And I just told that story to you guys of like growing up in the church and that just being a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. And so I was faced as this year nine guy. Am I a Christian because of that? That's just my situation. Or am I a Christian because I actually want to do this? And so I had to, that like that night I went home and I was like, whether this is, I actually said this, I was like, whether this is true or not, I'm jumping all the way in. Cause if it's true, it's amazing. And I'm sticking with it. And so kind of, yeah, it was just this really big jump in moment for me. Uh, mm-hmm. That was not a decision cause I was already a Christian, but it was a, if I'm going to do this, it's all or nothing. It's all and, it's, and it's not because, mm-hmm. and it's not because I was brought up this way. It's because this is my faith. And I've made the decision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Um, thank you, Ethan. Nice. That's really cool. Uh, Brayden, do you want to share how you became a Christian? Yeah. So um, kind of the, the opposite of Ethan in terms of like growing up in a church family or a church community. I think when I got invited to youth group at the start of year seven, I don't think I've, I'd ever actually been inside a church before. I don't think I knew. Like the only concept I had of, of um, I had of churches or even organized religion in any facet would have just been from the tv or from simpsons <laughs> or like that kind of stuff so yeah i didn't i grew up my family never religious none of my grandparents no one ever went to church or anything so i think yeah just experiencing kind of um i think religion always um uh always spoke to me in like 
looking back and like primary school scripture and stuff, I would always like I was never bored. It always interested me, mm. but I think I don't know. I just didn't grow up in that in a household where that was even really an option or thought of as anything. So I think um, yeah, that was that was my experience growing up. And then I had a friend when I was in year seven invite me along to Soul Revival when it was a youth group. <laughs> Just uh, making a microphone adjustment there. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> he's always helping me out. Yeah. <laughs> so, I got you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I got invited to Soul Revival Youth Group at um, when I was in year seven. I rocked up and it was, so it was Salt. So that's our, that was the year seven, year eight um, group. And I'm pretty sure so I, I just rocked up. One of my best mates ever, Keegan, invited me to uh, to come to youth group and he... Um, his family all went to church and stuff so uh, yeah I, I remember walking in and my first memory it's like I had no idea what to expect and actually I think it was Joel <laughs> and one of my uh, one of the other youth leaders who's a dear friend Michael Gray we're seeing how many of the chairs they could jump over <laughs> in go around like a church so I, I don't know what I was thinking I would see when I walked in but yeah two two um Two idiot early, 20 early 20s <laughs> guys yeah. trying to see how many chairs they could jump over at a time. Yep, I That's remember smart. that. We tried to do height and then also length. Like how many <laughs> we could do. Yeah. I, I vividly remember that night. Yeah. That is yeah. amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but I think I think the thing that really struck me, first of all, was the fact that there was just so many people there that were so excited that I was there. Mm. They wanted to get to know me and um, were just super, yeah, just the, the excitement and the willingness to to meet a new person and just be like, this is the best. I'm so excited that you're here. Mm. We're going to have so much fun. And it's even more fun that you, because you're here. So I think that was re really struck me and made me um, keep going back for um, a while. And I think the, the preaching and the teaching time I'd always found interesting. And I think it took me a while to come around but I think again we were talking about like mm, moments I think it had been a while it had been like on my heart and on my mind that to give my life to Jesus but um so Stu who we've already mentioned <laughs> was uh, every so often I think it was once a term they do a big band night called Ecclesia and um basically they just get all the youth groups together the year seven and eight nine ten group together would all come together and have a big band night and then um Stu preached that night and he just gave a sermon about, um, I don't remember what passage he was preaching on, but he gave a sermon about how you're either on God's side or you're not. There's no on the fence with God. Yep. You're either with him or you're against him. And yeah, I just remember going home that night and um, sitting in bed thinking about it and then praying to God that, um, yeah, that I'd become a Christian. So That's yeah, it was Super really cool. cool. And then like growing up, Kept going to youth group, having a great time. I think um, when um, Soul Revival left Guymere Anglican, I had a that was kind of at a bad time for me in terms of I was about that age where you're like 17, 18. There's other things happening that aren't youth group, that aren't church. And um, all of a sudden, the place that I'd felt most comfortable kind of didn't exist for a little while. Mm. I think at the time it was horrible, but in hindsight, I think it really helped me in terms of like I've always been really into music I've always been really into that kind of scene and at that time I kind of just it's like well here God kind of just went like well here's 
here's a little taste of what it would be like without church. Go and play a whole bunch of gigs, go and hang out with your mates and, mm. and you have that freedom for a little while and see if that, if that makes you happy. And it didn't. Like, I had a great time. I played music with friends and people I love, but I think I was still missing something and it was that community that mm. um, church provided. So when, G- when, um, sorry, when Solis came back at um, President Avenue Community Church, when they were lovely enough to host us, mm. I um, re-entered the fold. <laughs> that's it's stuck with me ever since that kind of sounds like that's your turning point too hey yeah like, exactly and that's really really cool um what uh, about you job yeah, yeah me um it's kind of i was like listening to what you were saying Braden, and i w- i think it would be kind of similar to yours i grew up in a non-christian family uh was baptized catholic went to catholic scripture in primary school for example um but my real first interaction with Jesus was actually through um, someone we all knew who, um, who's been in Sorrow Bible for a long time is Fee Francesconi. And she was doing scripture in year seven, year eight at, um, at my high school, Guy Me High. Um, uh, but, and then like looking back on it now that I'm a Christian, I always thought, thought there was like something more, like um, you were saying that like God, the idea of God kind of appealed to you, like yeah. you were saying, Braden. Um, and I think looking back and I was like, oh, there's all just like, maybe I just felt there was something missing. And I think that across like high school, early high school, towards the end of high school, I started to f- keep like that feeling increased. I'm like, what? There seems to be like, there's more going on and I can't figure it out. Um, and then I suppose I started going to, um, when Sorrow was still at Guy Anglican youth group there, which was Rev, which is the year nine and 10 group. Um, so I met a whole lot of the church leaders that are still here today. Um, and I, I, I remember one night, like looking at my Bible and just going, I think like to become a Christian, I just talked to God. And so I did that. Um, but then, as I said, that feeling started to keep growing, that there was something more. And I was still on the, like, I was still on the fence, like you were saying, Braden. And I um, went a week away, which is a, a time when Sorrow Revival Church goes away for five days, goes away for a whole week um, where we have Bible talks and all that kind of stuff. And that a week away, 2004, it was the first ever week away I went to. That was when, that's my turning point, is that that's when I went, oh, hang on, this is where the something more is. Yeah. And I think a huge part of it is, we talk about how Jesus doesn't Jesus' death on the cross doesn't just reconcile us with God; it also reconciles us with each other, which means that we can express um, His love for us in the community that we have. And that was the thing that made a huge difference to me was that I was going through a time at school where my friendship group were really kind of getting split up because some of them wanted to go to parties. Quite a lot of us had been going to what they call Solis, which is um, Year Eleven and upwards at, um, in Sorrow Revival Youth Ministry at the time. And then at some point, like there was a kind of divide in our group between wanting to go and have go to parties and drinking and stuff like that, and us that wanted to go to, on a Saturday night still to Solis, and that's where it, like I was like, there's something more. So then when, when we're a week away, and I'm like, here's what it is, yeah. like that's what like that's my turning point. That's what got me over the line. It's like I'm definitely a Christian. I'm like, and then I pr- I remember just some of the the discussion groups that we had. I was just like, oh yeah, this is it. This is like this is it, man. So um, that's how I kind of became a Christian, and then um, became a youth leader at Guymere Anglican, and just as like it's just grown and grown, and just even now, like 
to see you going to Bible college, Braden, is just really cool because you were the year under what I was leading. Yeah. At, at, like you said, I was jumping over chairs. <laughs> but it was leading. Yeah, yeah, yeah as le- yeah. leaders <laughs> jumping over chairs. Yeah. But um, to see that and, I, yeah, I don't know. I just I love the fact that we can we keep growing up together. The mm. my one of my closest leaders, Joy McMorty, is now the part one of the pastors here at Solvable Church. Yeah, and I think that we've grown up as kind of being a big family, and um, I love that, and I love the community, and I love what also my friends have given me, and uh, sorry, the f- the friends that God has provided in my life has made me such a better person than I would have been if I didn't have them, yeah. um, including you guys, and um, that's what I love about how we try at Solvable try and express community. And in an all age, all stage context. Um, so all of that stuff like kind of clicked at week away and here I am still, still Christian. So <laughs> it's really, really cool. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. So guys, we've heard about our stories, but like some people are probably listening to this if you haven't dropped off already <laughs> uh, and thinking, what is this podcast about? Do you guys have any idea what we're actually going to be talking about on this pod? Before we actually, sorry, before we go that way, please, I do want to say, I think it's really cool that, one of the things we're trying to do as Christians is uh, create that community, but make it like what Braden was talking about, that like someone rocks up and it's like, this is the best thing ever. Like yeah. it's, yeah, we've all known each other for ages, yep. but if, if a new person walks in tomorrow and I've never met them before, I'm going to be trying to be as close friends with them as I am with you guys. So I think that's a really beautiful reality yeah. with all this. Like as, as you guys yeah. came into this being like, Oh, I've noticed a culture. I've noticed something different. Yes, it wasn't a. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm here, and I've known Jai for years, and so now I'm, now I'm in. It was actually you got here, and you're like, wow, this was, it's a really cool experience. And I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, uh, and I think that's something, um, we try and capture. And and to segue into what is this <laughs> podcast about? Yeah, uh, like you raised. I think, I think this podcast is all about what does it look like to be a Christian now. Uh, and I think we can, we're going to be playing around with a lot of different ideas uh, about that as we go forward. But one of those ideas is w- like already we can see that what's really cool about it is finding community and finding people that love you. Yeah. But another really cool thing about it is that you don't have to do anything to earn that. Yeah. You just rock up and you're loved. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Like, yeah. And it's like trying to express what Jesus has done for us is that we are reconciled with God. He's, we don't have to do anything except put our faith in him. Yeah, like he, sometimes the enormity of what Jesus has done, it's just like, you just see all the bad stuff that's going on in the world. And you're like, Jesus died for every single thing that's going on right now, but also all for like in the future and also all in the past. Yeah. 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 Uh, sorry. You're just, you're just like making me reflect on that. And Which I is sp- great. Like, and yeah. I think that's part of, part of what, why we want to do this show yeah. is so we can sit, and get excited about this stuff. Yeah. Like get excited about being Christians now uh, and share that excitement with people who can be bothered to listen. Mm. Yeah, because it is exciting. Yeah. Mm. It's also it's also um, a thing of like, oh, it's not relevant now. Like the Bible isn't relevant, Jesus isn't relevant. And it's like, Jesus couldn't be more relevant now than any time in history. Like yeah. because, and that's the thing about him dying on the cross is that we, it, it takes everything into account. I mean, I'm reading... Um, uh, C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity at the moment, oh, yeah. and it talks about how high quality. Yes, it talks about how time is so different from to God than it is for us. Yeah, like yeah. Tom, uh, Tom, sorry, Tom. 
Good on you, Tom. Thank you. Um, time. What time? <laughs> Tom is so different. <laughs> Shout out to Tom. Tom is on a different time scale. Uh, like time isn't like this linear thing that we we experience. Like it's you know 168 hours a week, blah blah blah. Time for God is like I can see everything. Yeah, I can see everything in the future. I mean, like that's he's just so powerful to be able to do that. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that, but it's just that, like, that's getting excited about it, you know? That same little section is really cool because that same <laughs> little section talks about how living in the present is the closest to eternity you'll ever get is the line that he uses. And it's really cool because he talks about uh, the, um, is it Ephesians that talks about how you shouldn't be anxious or is it Philippians? Philippians talks about not being, Philippians, yeah. Philippians talks Philippians. about not being anxious uh, for the future and, um, and, and C.S. Lewis is talking about referencing that verses and some other verses that are talking about that and some verses that are talking about uh, living in the past. And he, he gets those two and goes, well, if you're sitting and living in the past, if you're sitting and living in the future, that's not the best thing to be doing. What the best thing to be doing is, is living in the now and loving God now and loving others now because that's what eternity is going to be like that. It's going to be this eternal now, which is such a cool concept that is like kind of impossible to wrap your head around but i love that i can't and, and that's why I like i didn't enjoy physics much in year 12 because i was like <laughs> it's just so big like space yeah. is just so big but that's the thing like the enormity god's in control of space like, so he's, he's <laughs> yeah. above that already like you know sometimes you can't i cannot I, I not sometimes i cannot wrap my head around the enormity of what god's power and ability is and i think sometimes i shy away from that because i'm like i just can't comprehend it um and yeah, it's like um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's like the enormity of the situation is what presses upon you to go. Hang on, I really like it's convicting. That's what mm. it, that's what I'm going. It's convicting of like if God is this powerful, like what can He do within me to be able to hopefully live in the way that He wants me to? Mm. The one question I was going to ask you, Brandon, but why yeah. did you choose to go to college? Um. Because you were like a, a non-Christian. Yeah. Then being in the church for a while, but then you're like, no, now I'm going to be a Christian and I'm also going to have a, like, a Christian ministry. Yeah, I think I, um, I was doing a particular job. I was actually working with Ethan. No, so that's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Running away. Yeah, well, me and Ethan were basically getting paid to look, look after children and as a byproduct, we're planning youth everywhere. It was the best. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I think I just I just want to be more helpful. And I think coming from a non-Christian background, I definitely saw a lot of holes in my knowledge and upbringing. That kind of inspired me to want to learn more. But in terms of like wanting to jump into formal ministry, I think it's just like what else, what's a better thing that you could be doing? There is no better thing that you could be no. doing than telling people about Jesus. And I think I just want to be, my aim out of coming out of college is just to be more helpful to to the community and more know God better myself, but also be more helpful to other people and how they can know God better yeah. and grow to love him more. So That's yeah. mad. Well, we also think, because you always run the Friday night gatherings here yeah. at Sorrowville, for example, so we're, we're thankful you're doing that, but also the stuff that you do on Friday nights is awesome. And I know, Ethan, you're a big part of that. What do you see as... Like you guys both do the kind of Friday night gathering. 
which is probably there's probably a, a larger proportion of younger people coming to that gathering as well as their parents and some other people that choose to come. Mm-hmm. What did you see as the biggest things that you're learning from the youth right now? Because we talk about, if you've ever listened to Shock Absorber podcast, we talk about how the youth are at the forefront of changing culture. Like the yeah. culture is always changing and the youth are at the forefront of that. 100%. And so we, often the church is a bit slow in adapting to that, but we can see it as the youth are the shock absorbers of that culture as it's coming into the church. And we can use our experience. It comes, maybe it's slightly older Christians or more wisdom can come in and bring the Bible to bear on that kind of cultural change. What do you see is like the major cultural changes that are coming out of the youth right now? Oh, wow. Well, I think just to like touch on shock absorber again, we benefit on Friday having the extreme flexibility. Yes, I think, I think, that is true. I think we thrive. Um, you guys go to yoga? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could touch my toes. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I think, again, um, with that uh, example of a shock absorber and youth being the flexibility, we do have a lot of flexibility to try stuff out and do new stuff. Obviously, always um, relying on the wisdom of the older people that are guiding us and helping us as well and having the Bible as our base. And um, we're an evangelical church and um, we believe that everything in the Bible is real. So we keep that <laughs> at the center of everything that we're doing. But we I'm also sure. benefit from being able to have a lot of fun trying new things and um, and experimenting. And I think I've forgotten what your question actually was. And if we make, <laughs> if we make function mistakes, yeah. like it doesn't matter. Like yeah. as long as we're preaching the gospel – the youth that are there are like, cool, this yeah. is sick. Let's, let's have fun. And I think mm. one of the things I'm learning culturally is that within a church context, it's really important to have fun yeah, and like not just Absolutely. sit silently for yep. yeah. an hour. Like and allow people to be themselves and who's God, God's made them to be. Yeah. 100%. Like we have the most inspiring God. Like yeah. wouldn't yeah. you be inspired to have to That's try right. new things and have fun and yeah, be creative yeah. and use yep. the gifts that he gave He's us. made us to be creative yeah. too. Yeah. But in terms of you asked us about the challenges, didn't you, Joel, of, that we see the youth facing, I'd say like there's a, there's a, there's a lot of people, a lot of challenges coming up. But I'd say for me, just from my perspective, I'd say loneliness is probably the biggest thing. Really? Mm. Yeah. yeah right. So I think we've, we're more connected the internet than we ever have been before but i wouldn't say that makes us more connected so it's not relational a lot yeah of the time. exactly so um i don't know if that if covid might have changed that being forced into mm. lockdown and stuff i think we'll, we won't know the we really won't know the um long-term effects of that for years mm. but yeah i'd say like definitely uh so, like, my life in terms of growing up in the in the tens, I guess you would call it. But, like, <laughs> I went – an example is when I was in kindergarten, we had – we didn't have a family computer. And then by the time I'd finished year 12, we all had iPhones. And I would say, was I more connected and did I have more friends when I was five or when I was 20? I wouldn't say – even though the internet came in, I wouldn't say I was more – I felt more loved – I wouldn't say I felt more connected. So I think um, as technology keeps changing, the youth will keep experiencing it. I think it'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I'd, I would say loneliness. I'm interested uh, in what Eats says. I'd probably say anxiety. Yeah. I think that 
again, that's really intrinsically connected with loneliness and it's really intrinsically connected with technology, yeah. I think, in particular. Um, and I think that that anxiety is just, it's just rampant in in young people at the moment and it might not come out in the most obvious forms sometimes. Yeah. Like sometimes it is that that crippling, I can't do stuff anxiety, but sometimes it's this like I am much more willing to just, and it, 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 I think it's really easy to look at introversion and go, oh, it's just introversion, like being, wanting your own time. I think it's, it's there's, there's heaps of stuff that's like, no, actually I'd rather just be sad and sit on my phone. Yeah. Which is because I'm too anxious. But that's perpetuating the problem, right? 100%. Because yeah. I'm too anxious to do anything else. And so you scroll through- And I feel safe in the phone. Yeah. You scroll through TikTok and all these people that think the same as you yeah. and are writing songs about how sad they are. Yeah. But yeah. with funny 80s mixes to it to give yeah. you, to get that heart. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think, I think anxiety is really, really big. Yeah. And people might just, they just don't know how to express community, even if 100%. it is available. Mm. Fully. It's interesting. And, and don't, again, sorry, yeah. don't hear me putting down introversion. That wasn't what I was doing there at all. No, I understand. Um, but it was, it was just a, it's interesting to see if we're looking at someone who is introverted and someone who's extroverted, both of them will feel heaps of anxiety yeah. and will do things like, I just don't want to, I just don't want to be there because I'm too anxious to be there. And that has nothing to do with how they get energy. It's actually about that. I don't want to, I can't do stuff. Yeah, I think I'm so what, freaked out about it. Yeah. Right. Because I think what the, like both of you guys have said is like how much we relate to the internet. Yeah. And oh, as someone so. who grew up, the internet only really came in. I remember at, I think my first experience of the internet was in year five or year six at school. And I had yeah. to search something on Netscape <laughs> for, to find some, like some information or something like that. So I think that like I've known a world that's without internet. Like we didn't have smartphones until I was out of high school, really. Yeah. But these guys are growing up with smartphones that not the phone itself but the apps a lot of the apps are designed to keep you on there because oh, yeah. the financial incentive is to keep you on there yeah. so i think that is it like how do we see that as a culture and how do we bring the bible to bear on that stuff is what's really interesting and we know that again that jesus and god's word is timeless so how do we make that timelessness apply to what we're talking about right now with these young crew um and i can understand that how that anxiety or the introversion, all the things that you're talking about, loneliness, how that develops from thinking that we're safer in the phone, but it's not actually, it's a perpetuating the problem, as we said. I, was, um, I found that Philippians verse that you were talking about, I think, um, where it's um, Philippians 4, and uh, Philippians chapter 4 in verse 4, and you tell me if I got it right, because I'm not sure if I did. <laughs> rejoice always in the Lord, and I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, but every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends, something that I was talking about, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Which I think is a, I'm glad we read that, because yeah. that's a pretty cool verse to like to come up against that kind of stuff that we're talking about. Um, is it hard... You guys, you guys are younger than me. I should say I'm 34. How old are you, Braden? Sorry, I'm 25. You're 25, and you're 20, 22. 22. I think. Yep. Yeah, 22. You think? <laughs> I think. You don't know your birthday. <laughs> I forget sometimes. Okay. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, 22. oh, yeah, I'm still 27. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I told someone I was 21 the other day, purely because I forgot. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, he looks old for 21. <laughs> uh, he looks 22. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you guys just being Christians yourselves? Is it hard being a Christian right now? I don't know. I think I'm going through a weird crisis where well. I, it's the first time I've ever been like completely surrounded by Christians in... Uh, college setting and in, uh, and in a work setting and podcasts. So revival. So I think I I'm I'm having a weird time not hanging out with as many non Christians as I normally do. So it has its negatives and positives, but yeah, I think I get very excited when I get to hang out with my my friends and my family that aren't non Christian. I think that that's something I look forward to. Just being a light for that. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, and just having being able to have discussions and and. Um, relate to them and I find that fun so I think yeah I like I think it's definitely it's hard I think it's hard with a lot of the stuff that's going on um, in the media and a bunch of that stuff but again that's generally not what I deal with in I kind of I feel like in face to face a lot of people are interested and open and willing to have a conversation Mm. whether they agree with you or not I think Mm. They're very polite to your face normally. So mm. it's interesting. There's possibly a narrative in media and other circles that no oh, Christianity is not relevant. But then when you talk to someone else in a one-on-one conversation or something, it's usually like it's reasonably civil most yeah. of the time, but not online. And it's talking about again the internet is just like shaking the foundations of how we've done everything. And I think it's going to go on for years. And that's why like those those um those crew that are like have grown up with phones is they're the, they're the test dummies. Yeah, for how absolutely. we're relating to the internet so mm. regularly. Yeah. Um, Ethan, do you want to, anything you want to share about that? I would love to do a whole episode on this, mm-hmm. but I think one of the things that's really, I, I personally love being a Christian in a non-Christian setting. Yeah. Uh, it energizes me. It excites me. It's something I've been doing all my life. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool to, to do. And I don't, I don't feel like it's too difficult for me to do that but I see the difficulty that's there. And the difficulty that's there at the moment, I think is less in the, the internet rage and maybe even less in the cultural- uh, Zeitgeist? That one. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say dissonance, but yep. I don't think dissonance is the right word either. That's all right. But um, yeah, less in the cultural zeitgeist, but more and more in the, what all of those things together has given culture this apathy towards Christianity. And it's just like that, that, oh yeah, I'll talk to you. I don't necessarily agree with you and I'll chat to you about it, but it's just this, I don't care. But that's for you, not me. Yeah, yeah, Mm. it's you do you. Mm. I'll just listen and be polite. And then when I'm on the internet, I'll get angry. But like, (laughs) it's, but but it's, it's this, it's this real, like I can have a really good, beautiful conversation with someone and it conclude with them being like, cool. And I'm like, sick, I've said some really cool stuff. And they've been like, Another one for Jesus. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but no, it's just this, it's this, I will hear you yeah. and I will not care. Yeah. And that I think is almost harder than people being anti-Christian. Right. Because at least, I've been thinking about this with a bunch of teenagers recently. I was talking to them about at least if they're anti-Christian, they're listening and they're thinking about it. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're like, at least they've formed an opinion that is, I don't want anything to do with this because they've gone and made that decision. Yeah. But the opposite is that I don't I care so little that I'm not even going to form an opinion on it. 
That apathy that you're talking about, do you reckon that applies not just to Christianity, but to a lot of things in life? Like I if, think so. if they're oh, anxious, yeah. if guys are anxious and lonely and blah blah blah, and then yeah. it's like, well, it's just better for me not to care because then I don't, I don't 100%. get lonely or I yeah, don't get exactly. as anxious. Hundred percent. Yeah. But like I said, we could do a whole episode yeah, on that. I think that could be really, idea. really cool to do. Yeah. Well, it's just probably a good time to wrap up too. Potentially, yeah. How long yes. are we talking for? Oh, I don't know. I haven't been timing. Yeah, nor have I. Um, I think that what's really cool about going forward in this podcast is that we can talk about that stuff and we can talk about uh the challenge not only the challenges that people are facing but also what exciting opportunities there are in this because i think like we're we're we, we talked about getting off the internet but like here we are making a podcast <laughs> for the internet for the internet so you guys are on the internet listening to us and i think that's because it's really exciting to do new stuff and to uh and and to make to be a part of that space because it's really important so it's a lot of this is going to be figuring out how do we be Christians in these spaces? How do we be Christians in our workplaces in up against apathy, up against tech within tech? Like, I think all that's going to be really cool to chat yeah. about going forward. Yeah, totally. Um, and that's something I'm really excited for. Yeah. And we're not always up against, like you can use things for hundred percent as well. So 100%. just discussing that. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's just a tool like, and the internet is so pervasive. Let's use yeah. it for, for Jesus and God's benefit rather yep. than going, we can't touch it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, and don't hear us saying that ever. Like we're not, we're definitely like, I will tell you probably <laughs> in, in normal conversation, don't spend too much time on your phone. Mm. But I'll also say you're going to spend, like I have a phone. Listen to Chip Lunch, man. <laughs> Listen to Chip Lunch. Get on, get on the podcast. Yeah. Cause like yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's a part of the way how we do life. And so this is, if you haven't listened to the Shock Absorber podcast. Uh, yes, please do. Give that <laughs> listen. Cause we'll probably reference that heaps. Uh, Cause this is, I think going to be a really, shock absorbery kind of setting yeah uh, to yeah. talk about this stuff yeah totally yeah Any, anything to fish we, oh we've spoken about how much we love playing around experimenting with things on friday mm. and i i think we're going to try and do the same thing with this as well yeah totally might, might always might not always be us three mm. might be a few other special people guests oh, yeah, oh, yeah, fee on. that would be really cool absolutely yeah, we could we could do anything we want. Yeah, so, anything so we want. And anything. you guys have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's a really cool way to finish up. One of the experiences we're going to do is, guys, we're gonna, we've already created a Discord. So it's, the link's going to be in the description or the show notes, as we like to call it. Um, <laughs> but let's, uh, let's wrap the chips up, guys. <laughs> oh, no. How long have we been sitting on that This chip lunch is finished. <laughs> and, the uh, bell's rung. The bell has rung. <laughs> yes. And uh, I'd like to wrap it up with uh, saying thank you to Ethan. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Brayden as well. And thank you to you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. I'm Joel. We've had Brayden and Ethan. Thanks very much, guys. And we always like to finish with a one-way. Thanks, Ethan, Joel. One-way. <laughs> <laughs>